The new CEO of CNN is gutting the network to improve CNN's ratings, which are pretty much in the trash. And he warns he's not finished. Joe Biden is taking another vacation in Delaware, but he has good reason this time. And, you know, corruption is corruption, no matter who does it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. How are you guys doing today? I hope you had a great weekend. All right, let's get to some news before we get to our main stories. Uh, this is just in, just happened. Uh, Anthony Fauci, head of the NIH, guy who's been keeping us all locked down for the last two years and telling us to wear masks and everything. He is departing the White House. He will be leaving in December of this year. I guess he realizes he's not going to make a lot of money off of any off of a bad decision he makes with monkey pox because he just said, screw it, and he's taken off. So there you go. Goodbye, good luck, and good riddance. Okay, uh, another news. Judge ruled that the Department of Justice must release the affidavit, affidavit concerning the Mar-a-Lago raid. This is the same judge, Judge Bruce Reinhardt, who actually signed off on the warrant. He said that this was a historic, unprecedented uh, action, and it has national attention. So something has to be released so we know exactly what the government was thinking about. That tells me that he thinks there's actually something in the affidavit. Basically, he's covering his own ass is what it comes down to. He's making sure that everyone's already messing with this judge, so he's covering his own ass. So the DOJ has to have, uh, have to have the affidavit redacted to where they're satisfied it's redacted. Then it has to go to the judge on the on Thursday of this week. It has to go on the twenty fifth. The ju- the judge will then review the redactions. There will be some. I'm assume, assuming there will be some negotiations on what should be redacted and what shouldn't. The Trump administration, of course, said the entire affidavit should be released. So we're going to get something, hopefully, by next week. Uh, I don't know if their DOJ is going to try and, try and uh, delay this as much as possible, but we'll see. Uh, in other news, um, remember what I told you? I said that it is not unemployment that determines a recession. A recession actually determines unemployment. Well, Ford has decided, has announced today they are laying off 3,000 contractors and white-collar workers. So there you have it. There we're, we're already starting. And considering companies like Walmart, Target, Amazon, they're all screaming that they've lost money in the last quarter. It tells me that they're going to be. You're going to see job, the job gains that we've had. It's going to start getting wiped away. So, here we go. Finally, in order to improve relation, uh, inflation, because apparently it's not high enough, Education Secretary Miguel Cardona said that there would be a decision on uh, student loan forgiveness by the end of the month. Of course, mind you. This isn't really student loan forgiveness. This is just us paying, uh, taxpayers paying money for um, the kids, and typically they're upper class kids. This is not a popular decision, by the way. 
No one actually, no one except rich politicians actually buy this stuff. They, and it's not going to solve inflation. Schools are just going to end up raising their rates because they, they know they, they can because the government's going to pay for it. So this is not going to solve uh, inflation. It's unpopular because it's seen that the elites and the upper class are now getting their bills paid for them, paid for them by the middle and lower class, the working class. I mean, how would you feel? Honestly, how would you feel if you're busting your butt working, you don't have a college degree because you decided to get a career in work, and then you have to pay taxes so that some jerk-off getting their lesbian dance theory degree can get her her worthless degree without having to pay for it. And what does that make you feel like to, to know that that individual with that worthless degree signed a loan document which she knew or he knew what they were paying, what they were getting into, and then they can renege on that. There was a really stupid comment. I, I can't remember who said it. It was a tweet. I think it was by Pramila Jayapal, who really is kind of pushing this thing. She said how students are having such a rough time with their student loans, they can't afford to get loans for houses. I mean, are these people stupid? If they can't pay a $100,000 or $150,000 loan for a college, for a degree, a worthless degree, I might add, usually... How are they going to pay three, four, five hundred? Pay off a four, five hundred thousand dollar loan? Yeah, but that's what these people think. Okay, so let's go to a Kamalaism. This is a good one. This is now again. Joe Biden isn't even in town. We'll talk about that. I don't know if he's at the White House. He's right back to the White House. But of course, after he spent a week in South Carolina, he then spent the weekend in Delaware. The guy's never at the White House, mind you. Uh, so there wasn't a lot of talk from him because he doesn't talk. They're trying to hide him. That's what it comes down to. Here is uh, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm talking about the, quote, Inflation Reduction Act, quote, which, by the way, they're not even hiding anymore. Now they're calling it a climate bill. They, they are actually, the media and the politicians are now ca calling it a climate bill. So, but she said something really just messed up, and it just shows. Well, we'll talk about it. Just listen to it. And really, you could make the same argument we were talking about tax breaks for adding solar panels, energy-efficient windows, appliances, heat pumps. You know, what do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place? Well, number one, for your home, yes, there are significant incentives in this bill, which is great to reduce people's energy costs on a monthly basis. So if you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure law, a significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income, today you can get 
get 30% off the price of solar panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outlay at the front. And when they're financed, they're financed to the in a way that reduces your energy bill, even though you have solar panels. With this 30% off, it's a significant incentive. Same thing with if you are, if you don't qualify for the weatherization program, you will be able to starting next year get rebates on the the appliances and equipment that will help you reduce your monthly energy bill by up to 30 percent. This is all about reducing costs for people. And yet the electricity prices continue to go up. That's just an amazing clip. By the way, she was on Fox News. That's why she got a lot of pushback. And through the entire interview, she did get pushback. But here's the thing. It amazes me that you have these people who are in areas of the government where they're supposed to be working on the economy, like this broad is supposed to be. And they know nothing about economics. What's going to end up happening? So poor people are going to get all this stuff for free, of course. But what's going to end up happening? Well, yeah, if a company is going to get everything given to it by the government, they're just going to raise the prices. That's called inflation. And then the middle class, her solution to the middle classes they can go into more debt to weatherize their homes they get some rebates here and there but then they can finance the rest of it who can afford that stuff people are worried about feeding putting gas in their car i mean the biden administration is sitting here touting that hey look at this look at all the how the gas prices have gone the gas prices haven't gone down that much I believe the national in the national uh, average, it's gone down seventy-four cents. I believe that's what they said today. In the in the in California, it's gone down about a dollar. It's still over five dollars. There's still gas stations that are six dollars. So these people are completely, and this is the problem that these people have. They are in what's called an echo chamber. All they hear is about their great policies. And how their policies are going to be fantastic. Whether they, whether she believes this stuff or not, and my guess is this is the woman who keeps saying, hey, well, if you want a car, go buy a, a, an electric vehicle. Even though, well, electricity is really high now too because electricity comes from fossil, fossil fuels. Forget that. It doesn't matter. It's $65,000. The average, I believe the average car is $67,000. The average electronic vehicle electric vehicle 67 forget it yeah just finance it so it's just all these people do is hear climate 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 they never hear any opposing opposing views and one of the reasons they don't hear any opposing views is they say they reject them and then they shut them down they don't want to hear the opposing views so they tell the media companies the to don't talk about the opposing views. They tell social media, get rid of those people that don't agree. It's, and you, how can we expect anything's going to get done? These people just refuse to get off their ideological platforms. All right. Well, CNN is in big trouble. Their viewership is in the toilet. They are, they are so bad right now they are so bad hln is has better ratings on cable than 
and HLN, the Home and Learning Network or some crap, whatever it's called, it has better uh, Home and Leisure Network, I think is what it stands for, but it has better ratings than CNN. CNN is about one quarter. They have 25% of the viewership that Fox does. They are completely gone. People make jokes about them all the time because no one ends up watching. So they've had some problems. Uh, one of their problems is their news is obviously slanted. They say CNN used to be a legitimate news agency. I remember in 2001 during 9-11, I watched CNN. I watched their coverage because they were they were a good nonpartisan news network. They were all through the 80s and 90s. I, I thought they were a very good. I used to love CNN. And then they, they started adding these guys that started going against Republicans. And then they did something bizarre. They started lying and coming out with untruths. The other problem CNN has, because CNN did pretty well during the Trump administration. People hated Trump so much they wanted to hear anti-Trump rhetoric. This came from MSNBC and from CNN. People enjoyed that. Now, MSNBC, they're not doing very well either. They're, they're, they're half of what uh, Fox is doing. But MSNBC is also very open about the fact that they are partisan. They're, they're very open about it. All their shows are very openly partisan. CNN is still touting themselves off as a nonpartisan journalism network, news network. And they're not, and people don't believe them. Right now, you can bet the worst thing that happened with CNN is that Trump lost the 2020 election. It was the, wor it was the worst thing that could have happened to him. And then people just stopped watching. And then finally, there's the corruption. And there is a lot of corruption. You had the Jeffrey Tubin masturbating story in, on a Zoom call. And then he was suspended for a month and then brought back. Uh, you had the lies that were being pushed by J Jeff Zucker. So, like the Russian controversy, it, he was caught saying that, listen, it may not be true, but we got to keep pushing it. They held, they uh, hid the Hunter Biden story in the 2020 election. That you've got problems with Don Lemon sticking his finger up his butt and touching other men with it. You've got... Jeff Zucker having sex with all his co-worker. Well, he had sex with one co-worker. It was, I didn't think Jeff Zucker deserved that. But he had having sex, he got fired because he was having sex with a co-worker and didn't report it. And, of course, you got Brian Stelter, who's just, he looks like the Stay, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I mean, he's just, he is, he has like 15 viewers. Well, they didn't help themselves last week. And this is another deal. So gas prices have been going over, going down over the last month, month and a half. Yeah, again, like I just said, it's dropped a dollar in California. It's still very high. I mean, it's still five dollars. It, uh, we're still about two dollars and seventy. Uh, what was two dollars and fifty cents over? No, a double. We're still two two dollars and seventy cents over what we were when Biden took office. So CNN decides to point this out. Oh, it's gone way down. And they've decided to tout on, inter on the internet that everyone got a $100 raise because gas went down. Or we got a $100 tax deduction, whichever you want to call it. And people are like, what? 
Needless to say, this is, without a doubt, the dumbest thing you could have said. All right? But one of the things they, they don't quite understand is that let's not forget it's not just gas that is gone down, is, is gone up, and is still up. Bread, dairy, meat, energy, rent, cars, housing, it's all gone up through the roof. So I don't know what $100 raise, that's not even going to cover a grocery store visit. We go to the grocery store, maybe get five, six bags of groceries. It's, it's $150 every time. Good news is we do it once a week and that's it. But it's still, that's extremely, uh, that's extremely unfair. They call it Orwellian. The people on the internet have been saying, this is just Orwellian. You guys are just lying. So, on the internet, they started getting blasted. Uh, financial analyst Gordon Johnson tweeted, Next time you stop a, at a gas station and remember prices are still up about 90% since at POTUS took office, you are paying after-tax dollars. And the draining of the uh, oil reserve in the U.S. ends in October, just in time for the midterms, which will contribute to the gas prices going back up. you got to remember now, they're pulling like a million barrels of oil a day from the, the reserve. Well, they're running out of oil in the reserve. They're not supposed to be pulling oil from the reserve to, to settle gas prices. That reserve oil is made for war and things like that. And he's right. It ends in October. Are they going to renew it? Or are they going to end it in October and then the gas prices are going to shoot right back up this uh, to $6, $5, a $6 a gallon throughout the country. Psychologist Jeffrey Miller said, next time you read anything CNN says, think of the shameless propaganda for the DNC. In other words, yeah, people are people see this already. You guys are just a mouthpiece for the Democratic Party. Ted Cruz, the senator from Texas, he said Orwellian. Next, CNN is going to try to convince you that 2 plus 2 is 5. In the meantime, and by the way, they're already doing that. They're already telling us math is racist, so that's already a thing. Uh, in the meantime, since truth still matters, gas prices are up nearly 65% since Biden took office. So yeah, no one believes this crap. I wonder what CNN is going to say when unemployment starts going up, which is it's going to. As I mentioned earlier, already Ford is laying off 3,000 people. What's going to happen when unemployment goes up? What are they going to come up with at that point? And I've already told you, the biggest retailers, well, Tesla's laying off. Target, Amazon, Walmart have all said they've lost money. Walmart has already threatened they may have to go through layoffs. And then we, they still get, because of that Inflation Reduction Act, talk about Orwellian, that Inflation Reduction Act is going to raise taxes to 25% for Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Tesla. Where do you think that 25% is going to come from? They're going to lay off or they're going to raise the prices on the people, on their customers. Here's the thing. Um, the new CEO, Chris Licht, uh, he doesn't believe in any of this crap either. So what, what did he do so far? Well, he got rid of Jeff Zucker, got rid of Chris Cuomo. Got rid of Jeffrey Tubin. He got rid of uh, Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter, his last broadcast was on Sunday. He's out. 
And rumor has it, the next one on the uh, chopping block is going to be Don Lemon. Don Lemon's uh, ratings are, are worse than Stelter's. I was a little surprised that Don Lemon was still there, and they got rid of Stelter first and Lemon later. But apparently, no one really liked Lemon. So, it's all this stuff is happening, and and he's not done. Lick said in an all-hands meeting that he is going to evaluate all the hyperpartisan so-called talent at the network and he's going to aim to dial down the partisanship for CNN and I hope it works I really hope it works he said this quote I want to acknowledge that this is a time of significant change and I know that many of you are unsettled there will be more changes and you might not understand it or like it now again I think it's great I think it's great. Not because I like CNN, but I used to, I did used to love CNN. I liked the fact if I just wanted to find the news, I just go watch CNN. And I can't do that anymore because CNN has become so partisan. They're hiding. They're hiding everything. And, and this guy is sitting back. He's looking at Fox News beating the tar out of CNN every bloody time. And finally, he did something that Jeff Zucker never did. He asked, why? Why is Fox News beating the crap out of... Uh, why is MSNBC beating the crap? Because they're partisan networks, and they're openly partisan networks. At least Fox News does have left lefties on their station. They do have lefties on their station. There are arguments... It is balanced in, in, in some ways, all right? CNN, there's no other point of view. They have these panels of 15, 20 people, and all of them say the exact same thing. So you have this huge panel. It's just like, God, this is boring. You watch Tucker. Tucker will have a lefty on there, and he'll debate the lefty. Tucker Carlson had uh, the creepy porn lawyer um, on his show and started debating him. I can't remember what his name is. But he was out there debating lefties. You don't have that on CNN. CNN is boring. You don't have that on MSNBC. MSNBC ain't doing much better than CNN. But you do have that on Fox. That's why Fox is interesting to listen to. CNN is boring. And then the other reason why I hope they succeed is the First Amendment. I, I think it's, it is good for the country to have multiple news sources out there that you can trust. And if this Chris Licht can get this working, if he can make it that CNN is a trustworthy company, company again, I think that will be good for the United States. And you can have partisanship. You can have uh, Fox News, which is obviously somewhat conservative. Fox News isn't that conservative, but... Uh, is somewhat conservative. You can have MSNBC and just be nice. CNN, why don't you just find a place in the middle? Maybe that's how you're going to end up saving yourselves. So we'll see. Okay, and this next story. So it's been a slow news weekend, and that's because old Joe just took another trip to Delaware again. I mean, this guy, this guy is constantly traveling. Well, he had to go. He had an actual good reason. They're building a brand new fence around um, his Delaware mansion. I know, fences don't work. They're doing it for security's sake. 
Uh, but, you know, I, I was told fences don't work. That's why we don't have a fence on the southern border. So that's that's a good, that's a neat thing. I Contradiction again. The fence will cost about $500,000 and it's being paid for by the taxpayer money. The excuse, of course, from the White House, from uh, uh, the Secret Service is that the president requires the extra security. He's the president and he's always at Delaware. How about this? How about this? How about either you take some of Hunter Biden's money, that, he, that, that the money that Hunter Biden has been giving you, and you build the fence, I don't know, yourself? You can pay the Ford the $500,000. You're worth, somehow, you're worth $20 million now. Why don't you just build the house, yourself, fence yourself? And what's going to happen? How is, how is the taxpayer getting anything out of this? I mean, are they going to take the fence back when he's no longer president, which should be December, January? Now, the most important thing here, I do want to point out a few things. President Trump was in office for only four years. Okay, that's the only time he was a politician where the four years, he ran a couple of times before, but he wasn't a serious candidate. But he was only a president for four years. He spent the rest of his life building businesses, employing people. Joe Biden was elected to the Senate at the age of 29. He has never hired one person. He has never paid an employee with his own money. And like I said, he's worth 20 million. How did that happen? How do these politicians end up millionaires by the time they get out of office? Ilhan Omar, Ocasio-Cartes, they're already, they've only been in office for a few years. They're already worth close to a million dollars. How does that happen? President Trump also did not take a salary. He took the money that he got while he was president and he gave it to charity. He, President Trump's value, actually, President Trump actually lost value while he was president. He was estimate, had an estimated value of $4 billion when he came into the White House. And when he left, his value dropped to $2 billion while he was president. And then, by the way, Joe Biden, speaking of not donating, Joe Biden is known to be one of the worst donators. He doesn't donate anything to charity. They have to actually sit, tell you that when they, when they run for president. Joe Biden and actually rest of the rest of the Democrats who were running barely donate anything, if anything at all. I think he donated something like $1,500, some really low amount. I donate that. Absolutely incredible. The corruption is just incredible. All right. If this is true, this makes sense. My problem is Los Angeles and California in general is kind of corrupt, but nothing would surprise me. So this is according to the Daily Wire. I, I think this is really bad for the city of Los Angeles. So according to the Daily Wire, an exclusive report by Red State found that the campaign to recall Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascon was unsuccessful due to the campaign's negligence and willingness to turn in invalid petition signatures, mislead donors, 
and allegedly request workers to break the law. On August 15th, L.A. County Register Recorder, County Clerk RCC, Dean Logan announced that the recall campaign had not successfully turned in the necessary amount of signatures. Of the more than 715,000 signatures given to Logan, over 195,000 were found to be invalid. Quote, based on the examination and verification which conducted in compliance with statutory and regulatory requirements of the California Government Code, Elections Code, and Code of Regulations, 520,050 signatures were found to be valid, and 195,783 were found to be invalid, they said in release. The recall effort required 566,857. So... (laughs) <laughs> what a coincidence, eh? Again, corruption is corruption. All right, if this is true, and Red State is no left-wing outlet, Red State is a conservative outlet, if this is true, it needs to be investigated. But, but I find it very interesting that the number of invalid signatures just got them below what they needed. Seem like a coincidence? I don't know. It's California. I don't know if I trust them. The article continues. Cassandra Vandenberg was widely known as the person in charge of the committee, but anonymous uh, an anonymous whistleblower told Red State that Vandenberg was aware signatures were being included from people who were located outside of the country county or non-voters, and told staff to keep them on the petitions. Quote: Because we need the numbers. I I I gotta tell you, that's another thing that drives me crazy. Anonymous whistleblowers. Anonymous whistleblowers drive me absolutely crazy because it sounds like anybody can be a whistleblower and say something and not be held for account for lying. And by the way, we see that all the time, that a lot of whistleblowers are either wrong or were, were lying. Red States reportedly spoke to witnesses and examined documents and showed a large number of circulators, the people who would collect signatures, didn't finish the attestation section correctly. The person who collected signatures is required to attest to every page of the signatures. These mistakes were not noticed by hired validation firms, the firm that collected the signatures, or the campaign committee until the petitions were almost ready to be submitted submitted on July 6th, according to the report. Okay, Um, listen, Uh, if this recall effort did show corruption, and they do mention a lot of things like there was a lot of money changing hands and things like that, and again, Red State is a conservative outlet, so if they say, I tend to believe them if they say, yeah, it looks like there was some corruption, if there is corruption, it is corruption, it can't be approved, and it fails. I, I, I'm i sorry, we don't fix corruption by adding more corruption, even though that corruption comes from a source that we support. But I think this is a really bad, bad story, because George Gascon has turned Los Angeles into a crap hole. He doesn't refuses to put anyone in prison. Murderers are being released. Tucker Carlson has a great episode on Fox Nation talking about a two-part series talking about how George Gascon has destroyed 
Los Angeles. And if you haven't been to Los, An Los Angeles re recently, it does look like a war zone. I am, it's every, I get off the train, everything smells like piss. It is a terrible place. I, I, I have to walk through Los Angeles armed. It is just an absolutely god-awful, the, the despair on the streets of Los Angeles are, is just incredible. The drug use, the homeless, and the fact you can't walk anywhere without getting mugged. They, they, I used to enjoy taking the train up there because in the train you're, you're safe, right? You, you, I don't exit the train station because right outside you've got 10 cities. But now they've just had a murder at the train station. Some crazy person stabbed a woman to death. And the train station actually has a police outlet in it. So their LAPD is in the train station, but they don't seem to be doing anything. Kind of walking around. Yeah, maybe telling people. They don't tell anybody. They don't tell the homeless to leave because they can't. And that's all because of that piece of crap, George Gascon. He has done as bad a job as that Boudin, Chesta Boudin did in San Francisco. And as bad a job as that character is in New York. Okay. Well, that was quick. Go and visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, don't forget to check out my Rumble videos. There, I, the ghost one is still up there, and it looks—it's a—it's a good one. It's actually fun. I'm going to be releasing another ghost video this week, and uh, take a look at Twitter and see if I can find anything really weird that's worth looking at. I hope you have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.